Welcome to the podcast is dedicated to making you a faster cyclist. The Ask a Cycling Coach podcast presented by Trainer Road. I'm Coach Jonathan Lee with our head coach, Chad Timmerman. Hi, everybody. Our CEO, Nate Pearson. Hello. And we have a very special guest with us today here in Kona once again, uh, Kona qualifier, Scott Byram. How are you doing, Scott? Doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for coming on. This is Thanks, cool thanks. because you've you've used Trainer Road and listened to the podcast for some time. How long have you used Trainer Road for? I had to go back and look. I, I think I've been using it since January 2012. So That's like... A- the beginning. The beginning? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We've improved a lot since then. <laughs> I have improved a lot since then too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that. You've seen like a pretty big bump over that time. Yeah, for sure. An FTP, like roughly, you mentioned it was well, almost like 100 watts, right? I think it was probably more than that because when I first tested, I was on virtual power, so I didn't have a power meter. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I tested maybe 230, 240. Um, but then once I got a power meter, I realized that it wasn't really that high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Dropped it down about 30 Watts probably. And now I'm sitting around 330, 335. We'll say about a 300 Watt improvement. 300 Watt. <laughs> no. no, 120. Yeah. 130, yeah. That's pretty, imp- I mean, that's very impressive. That's very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where are you from? And let's go over your weight, your height. And we already know roughly your FTP right now is around 330. You said, yep, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. So, uh, height, weight, where are you from? Okay, height, 5'11", cool. uh, weight, um, sitting right now about 168, so a little heavier than I like to be, but um, from Illinois, uh, we live in Naperville right now, um, lived there for quite a while. And that's the suburb of Chicago? Sh- suburb of Chicago, yeah. What? So that's one thing really quick, yeah. sorry. That's, so that's 180 centimeters tall, uh, for those that are wondering, and it's about... Uh, say, yeah, the way to go. Thanks, Chad. You read the sheet. He didn't know. No, that's my goal weight for a long time. So oh, you see, you see, you know, knows it, know it well. What Scott? What's your goal weight then um, at that height for a triathlon? Well, last year I was one sixty three, but then I started lifting a little bit, and I think I, I, I tell myself anyway that I put on muscle. <laughs> what do you think you race better at though? One sixty three, one sixty five. You know what the interesting thing is? I, I really haven't noticed a change in my in my pace or my and, and the run or or even my FTP really. Um, I just I feel a little bulkier and yeah. and stuff with the five extra pounds, but. Does your wife like it? She's here. <laughs> yes. Of course. That's something that us cyclists don't usually get to, yeah, our poor wives. Um, so that's about 4.4 watts per kilogram, roughly, okay. is that's where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. So looking, let's step back a little bit to your history of how you got into triathlon, and we'll get into your qualifying race. So right. what made you pick up tri? That's actually involves my wife, kind of. <laughs> and when I when we met, actually, she was the triathlete, and I just I did you know regular old fashioned high school sports, baseball, basketball, that sort of thing. Um, and then when we met, she was uh, USAT triathlon coach, and I didn't really Sweet. understand what she was doing. She had this <laughs> fancy, funny looking bike, and like, <laughs> you paid how much for this thing? And you know, at the time, two thousand dollars seemed like really a lot of money for a bike, right? Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to do that. Um, but anyways, after we had our first son, um, she said, well, you know, we never do anything together. I'm going to sign us up for this thing in Chicago called the Shamrock Shuffle. It's like a f- 8K, five-mile race, and I was really upset. So, But we trained for it. We did it. Um, and uh, ever since then, I was running. Ran for a few years, um, just a couple times a week, nothing serious. Yeah. And then a buddy of mine just said, hey, let's let's do a triathlon. Okay. I don't know how to swim, but uh, I think that was around um, – <laughs> 2010 that was my first i did a sprint that summer and then ever since then i was hooked hmm. so what what did you where did you qualify this year and what were your splits and overall time? um i qualified in wisconsin uh 2018 um let's see swim i was somewhere i think it was a little slow 108 i think it was a it was kind of a choppy swim that day hmm. um 
And then my bike was just over five hours, I think. Um, I was hoping for a little faster. Uh, but then the run was about 325, 326, something like that. So what's the overall nice. time? 952, I think, right. is what I nice. yeah. Wow. Sub 10 is fast. Very fast. Yeah, it's legit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very, Once you get fast. a point of reference for those that don't know. Yeah. Right. So um, how do you train? Like uh, time per week? Uh, how do you break it up in the sports? Um, so I, it depends on time of year, of course, but just for this buildup for, for Kona, um, last eight weeks or so, I think I've been doing about um, 1,000 to 1,100 TSS per week. My peak was about 1,300, which in terms of hours, I think I was around 17 for most most of those buildup weeks, and I think I peaked at like 22 hours. Um, I was looking back at the percentages and stuff. I think about 60% bike, which is pretty heavy. Um, but I tend to get injured a lot running. So I don't, mm. I, and I don't like it as much as I, as I like cycling. So, um, so I was kind of, I, I feel up. you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I hear you guys are going to be doing triathlons. We are. Got a couple That's, years. Yeah. That's the rumor. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we are Chad. Yeah. We're going to do it. Yeah. 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 We will get into that on many podcast episodes in the future. Yeah. Though. Way too many. Yeah. Um, so, Roughly, how how do you fit that into your daily schedule? Because I mean, sixteen to twenty two hours is tough. I guess maybe first, what do you do for a job? And yeah, and, uh, so um, I'm an anesthesiologist, which is uh, kind of demanding time wise, but also is a little bit flexible. And that some nights I work late, and so the next day I might have off or at least get off early. So that affords me a little bit of flexibility in terms of doing long workouts. And then most of the time I have the weekends off too. So, um, but that being said, my my day starts early, so I, I'm up at 4.15, 4.30, just about every day to work out and then get something in after after work also. Yeah, so that's a lot that's of It's a common theme between it all is. qualifiers. Yeah, where are you going to put it? Yeah, that 4 a.m. workout. Yeah. Right. How yeah. do you manage sleep with that? Uh, I, I try to get to bed early. Uh, not as good as I would like to be about that. I'd probably getting to bed around 9.30-ish, somewhere around there, sometimes earlier, sometimes later. So. Seven hours optimistically. Yeah, I think about seven yeah. hours. Is, okay, is and then your your sleep schedule is it, is it pretty consistent? It, you mentioned. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, I'd say you know eighty percent, ninety percent of the time it's it's regular. But then I'm on call uh, a few times a month where I might have to be up at least until you know midnight, mm -hmm. if not all night long. Do you notice the impact of that on the next day's workout? I I do. Um, although I'm getting used to it, I've been doing it for a long time now. Mm. Um, so, and if I'm just too tired, I, I just don't do I, You know, I, my last long workout, I cut it short by about an hour just because so I had been up all night. You're sensible so. about it. You kind of have to be, and yeah. I have to be flexible. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a pro. So, you know, as you, he has a I'm beer a, in his hand. As he's saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm here to have fun. That's, yeah. that's the interesting thing like, with the Kona experience. Some people come here with like a, a set time that they're really going for. Mm -hmm. Uh, other people come here to just soak up the experience in general. I mean, you've made it to world champs and, and it's such a competitive field too. Yeah. And I find that athletes kind of at this level are pretty realistic with themselves. They've kind of had to have been to get to this level. So there's not a lot of people that are like, yeah, I, I'm going to go for a win that don't have a chance at going for a win. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah so. We're not saying that about you. But. And then <laughs> no, some people too. Me, I don't have a chance. You can do oh. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett, uh, with the, you, when you think that way, uh, <laughs> last year, Emmett though, he wanted to race, right? Yes. He's like, I got to try it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you got, I mean, and, and that's the cool thing is that all of these are the majority. I shouldn't say all, but uh, you know, you're still going to give it a hundred percent out there. Well, so. yeah, that's the thing is, you know, I, I told myself, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to place. I'm not going to win. 
let me just take the training easy this year. And I, I actually put more time in this year. I just, mm -hmm. I, I can't, if I'm going to do it, I have to do it hundred percent, you know? And yeah. you follow a trainer plan? Yep. Um, this year I was a little bit more flexible in it. Um, I, I feel like I, I think this is my fourth year doing Ironman. So I kind of learned my body a little bit more. Um, Chad's workouts are very hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> so those VO2, VO2 max workouts just took a lot out of me. So sometimes I'd, I'd skip one per week or something like that. Um, what would you replace it with? Just an easy aerobic ride. And, yeah, and I would just kind of like learn my body and say, you know, I'm just, I'm just too tired for this today. Or sometimes I would start doing it. And if it, if it wasn't going well, then I would go something easy, how old's like gone? Baxter. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm 41. Okay. Chad, is it okay to switch a VO2 max to an easier ride? If Always. it's taking, uh, yeah, especially if after, after multiple years of seeing yourself evolve as an athlete, you know what you can and cannot do, what sets you back to the point where it's, it's doesn't further. Yeah. I mean, it can, I mean, if it impact impacts the next two or three workouts, that's, right. that's a pretty heavy hit and it can do far worse, especially because you got two other sports to, to, yeah, oh yeah. to do. I'm yeah. sure that's really, life. That's a <laughs> life, yeah. And yeah. your bike is, sorry, John, but your yeah. bike too is relatively, really strong. Yeah. 4.4 so. watts per kilo. I think so. Yeah. I know so. 4.4 <laughs> watts per kilogram. That's legit. Yes. Very Especially fast. for triathlon. Oh yeah. That's legit in road racing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most turn. people would kill for that. Right. And at 40 years of age <laughs> on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. 41. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's impressive stuff. So I guess now you're at Kona. What is your goal for the race? We just talked a lot about that, but what is your I, goal? I mean, number one is just to have fun, soak up the experience. Mm -hmm. I'm here. I'm, I'm getting excited about it. Um, you know, I, I have in my head, I have, you know, 940, 945, something like that. But if it doesn't just work cruising. out. Just cruising. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just cruising. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd like to just have a good race overall. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, of course. Can we break down the race now? Let's get let's, into I it. I want to, okay, let's go eating into it and then race morning. And then as we go through your sport equipment and sure. pacing. Let's okay. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Night before. Uh-huh. Oh, actually, let's go day before. Are you concerned what you're eating? Do you have certain things you want to do? Did you bring food? What do you do? I didn't bring food, but we have a kitchen. So we're going to go shopping maybe after this or, or tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I, I, the day before for sure. And, and probably the week leading up, I'm going to try to limit my, um, vegetables and, you know, fiber and stuff like that. Cause I found that it really upsets my stomach and my, my whole GI system without getting into too many details. When to, yeah. When you have to do the run after yes, all the that run, stuff. the oh. run is what, uh, yeah. My brother and I call it getting the guts. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty brutal. Yeah. So, so what are you planning on eating the night before then? Well, well believe and it, during the day in the week, yeah, sure. finish yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, well, um, during, I'm not going to eat too many special things during the week. I'm just, again, just enjoying myself. Um, but the night before I typically actually like pizza. Um, it's pretty much what I have, uh, before every, before every race. That's well, the, well, that's the coach Chad pre-race. Yep. Right it's pizza and ice cream. Yep. What kind <laughs> of beer? Yeah. What kind of pizza? Thick crust, preferably. I don't know if there's anything like that mm. around here, but yeah, I don't know. Chicago, right? the Hawaiian pizza here though is amazing. So yeah. They put on like local Island pig and then like really fresh pineapple. I'll have to try it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. It's not like American Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. Kona Brewing Company. Not, oh, I mean, oh, yeah. Sorry, Hawaii is American. <laughs> Don't <laughs> <laughs> I mean mainland. I, yeah. Hawaiian. Uh, so what about morning of then? Yeah, so the morning of, um, I have a couple different things that, that work for me. Oatmeal, um, lots of oatmeal. and then, How much is a lot? Uh, I don't measure it out like you do. You know, I, I don't weigh it out, but, you know. Um, Nate measures maybe, his drums. Uh, <laughs> like a cup and a half, maybe. I don't know if it's dry. Yeah, is that a lot? That's a, a lot. Okay. Yeah. That is a ton. Yeah, and that's, that's what I. That's a big bowl for me. Okay, and that's what I have. Um, 
a lot of mornings for breakfast as well. Uh, I kind of, I'll, I'll eat some of it, then I'll save it in, the, in our break room and then finish it up at nine o'clock or something. But that works well for me, morning, uh, race morning, and then also just some peanut butter toast, something like that. What time do you uh, wake up? 7 a.m. start. For 7 a.m., I'd probably get up around 4, yeah, somewhere around 4, eat some breakfast, drink some coffee. Um, like a like a white bread toast thing? Yeah, yeah. I'd try not to have the wheat. In like the, a Wonder Bread, fire. like yeah. the one time to eat Wonder mm-hmm. Bread, right? Or like, a bagel, yeah. Yeah, bagel. That's delicious. Okay, uh, before you start the swim, uh-huh. are you doing caffeine? Are you doing gels? Uh, <clears throat> I'll usually have a gel right before, maybe like 15 minutes before the swim. Um, try to drink some sports drink or something just when we're hanging out before the race start um and then just pop that gel right before we try to do any hyperhydration or salt loading yes so i've done that past couple years it worked out pretty well um definitely with salt you can't just drink water you got to have a lot of salt um and then don't don't overhydrate either is there a certain product you use for that i use base salt Hmm. um and i use that on the race course too you know just you just kind of flick it and then lick it every couple miles or so flick is it that, and lick is it that, is that i don't like know a salt what that, stick? yeah i don't know what that is yeah. oh it's it, um base salt it's it's like a plastic tube and it's loose salt i mean it's it's kind of some people say it's just himalayan rock salt uh, kind of crushed up into a powder and you just kind of flick it like this and it sticks to your thumb and then you just lick it huh. Huh. oh okay so it's got an open top you put your yeah. thumb over it and then yep. you can. and they they say it just kind of you can absorb it through your you know your uh, oral mucosa yeah. um, instead of having to go all the way to the stomach Interesting. Yeah. Huh. You sound like a doctor there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Try not to. That, huh? Okay, so in Kona, there's no wetsuits we talked about yesterday. Right. Do you have a uh, swimsuit? Uh, yeah, I have a skin suit. Or not a, sw- a skin yeah, suit. I, I, do, a, I, oh, hey. I do. Oh, hey. <laughs> Those <laughs> are mandatory. Yes. Uh, yeah, I have a, a, a skin suit that I'll wear. Um, I've, I had to wear it uh, this, this summer, actually, for a non-wetsuit half Ironman that I did. Okay. So you'll have a swimsuit? I, ha- I do have a swimsuit. Try suit. suit. Tri- Sorry. I have a tri- yeah, tri- what skin suit are you wearing? I have a Roka. Um, I want to say it's a Maverick. I can't remember the the, the model number, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a Roka. And what's the tri suit you're in? Um, so I have a Castelli T1 with the short sleeves. Um, it's two piece. Two piece. Short sleeves like to your elbow? Yes, yeah, to the elbow. Yeah. Why did you pick that suit? It's faster. It's, nice. I, I don't know. I, I think anywhere from eight to twelve watts faster with the the sleeves. That's what they say, anyways. That's a, yeah. That's that's a ton. When you're, Free speed. When you're when you're out there for 112 miles. Yeah. that's a lot. Plus, miles. I mean, uh, I'm very pasty and I burn really easily, so it's nice to have my shoulders covered. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, smart. So uh, when you get out of so you you said you do take a gel or something like that beforehand in this way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No caffeine. Um, well, it's a uh, roctane, so I think it does have some. Okay, caffeine. but you're not doing like no caffeine copious pills. amounts, yeah. No, but my my mix throughout the day does have caffeine in it. Yeah. So what do you what do you eat on the bike? I've for the past I don't know six seven years I've used a product called Infinite. I don't know if you've heard yeah. of it. Um, it's pretty much got everything in it you need, um, with the exception I'm going to take some more salt being in Kona because I think I'll need it. Mm. Um, but for, for races that aren't quite this hot, it has everything. Is that the one you mix yourself? Like you choose yeah, the, yeah, yeah, it's, the mix cost, it's a custom blend. I mean, it's a little bit pricey, but um, it's nice because you can just mix, you can move the sliders and say, I want this much caffeine or this much um, calories per bottle. So what did you, what, what's your mix? 
Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay, I mean, it, no my, my bottles uh, are about the, the tall ones, the 24 ounce ones like this one. I think it's about 400 calories per bottle. I try to have one per hour. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost 400 milligrams of sodium. So 100 grams per, 100 grams of carbs per hour. Yeah. The yeah. same as Frida yesterday. Yeah. And then how much milligrams of salt again? And for, I think for Kona, I'm going to try to do a thousand, but the bottle only has 300 or 400. And the rest is going to be the stick. The stick. Yeah. Okay. Are you gonna have any gels too on the bike or not? Um, I, I probably have one or two. I have a, a flask, um, of Roctane. If I, I sometimes I'll try to take it and then I can feel it's just too much and yeah. then I'll just stop. What about extra water? Definitely extra water. Um, like if the race is cold, then or cool. You know, I, I won't really need any extra water because the, the infinite's enough, but I, I'll, I'll probably take a, an additional bottle um, per hour of water. How are you storing the water on your bike? Yeah, so that's a good question because um, I've been going back and forth on this, but I decided that I know it's kind of sacrilege, but uh, round bottle cage in my triangle. So uh -huh. um, I'm going to sacrifice a few watts, but I, it's it's a lot more convenient. I know I'll be able to drink more water if I if I do it that way. So I got one between my um, between my arms, um, and then I've got one on the down tube, and then one behind my seat. Got it. So you have three bottles with you. Yeah. And then are you planning on stopping at like the, or grabbing bottles yeah. at the aid stations on the bike? Um, I probably won't need to, but I think I am going to use special needs this year. Um, the last two years, uh, I didn't use special needs, but I think I will stop, um, because I can only, I only have three bottles. Right. And so I'll stop and get, pick up a couple extra bottles and yeah. I'm thinking about maybe freezing them. I've heard that's a good, good idea. Yeah. So maybe they'll still be a little cold when I get them. Yeah. 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 When you get a hot drink that's mixed mm -hmm. up like that. That's oh. one thing that I like about the infinite though, is I, I can still drink it hot and it doesn't gross me out. That's a smart thing to yeah. figure out because yeah. sometimes you're yeah. just going to come across that's a scenario. Attainable. Where, I, yes. I can't imagine any liquid that tastes good so, hot so, on a hot day. Sometimes a guy named Jonathan gives you a camelback full of really hot drink in the middle of Leadville. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. That was not good. <laughs> Scott, what kind of bike do you have? I have a P5 Cervelo. Cool. With the disc or no disc? Um, Disc brakes, you mean or yeah, uh, no disc brakes. It's, um, it's the P five six from a couple years ago. Oh, cool. Years ago, yeah. So that has the the better nose cone on yep. it. It's arrow. What about a uh, drivetrain? Um, so I have SRAM E tap, um, and uh, which I was just telling you guys before the podcast that one of my bar and shifters is not working, so I got to sort that out tomorrow. Uh oh, which yeah. one? Well, you need both. Yeah, I, you, you have to have both. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Have, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's like a way to do it without no, just no, one, no, but. No. Yeah. Uh, but you have the do you still have it though on the uh on your the uh, junction box yeah it still shifts and everything but what about on your like your hoods uh like the bull that's a good that's a good point i hadn't i didn't try those, those work yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah then you're good oh yeah not, but still i still well, i'll still want to okay, okay, fix if i can you can finish the race yeah, yeah, yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah yeah so which wheels do you have on that bike so i i just got new wheels this year um i got the zip 808 nsws um a local company for you guys yeah yeah yep cool. and um relatively and i was as just saying an eight that i i went tubeless um, a couple months ago and i'm i'm totally sold um i had gotten a couple flats and races and I, I was running latex tubes even with sealant and still got even i think two pinch flats um oh, yeah and uh so i switched over to tubeless and i'm sold what yeah. tires I have the GP5000 TLs. So yesterday with Frida, uh -huh. we got her the GP5000, not the TL because she's not running right, tubeless, right. but that's and what we, we that's what we chose for. 23s. Yeah, because she had narrower wheels. And, and uh, for everyone listening, who listened yesterday, uh, she is the uh, athlete who had the borrowed bike and she had gator skins on. Yeah. So that swap, I swear we saved her 
15 minutes? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, 10 minutes? Yeah, because the there? Gator Skids are, what, 15 watts? I think they're one of the worst. They're, they're, used, they're used as like the benchmark for the slowest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, so. I do run Gator Skins on my road bike. because yeah. They're good well, for training. They're, they're, they're great. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. They're always going to be, you know, they, they do not puncture. So that, that's yeah, a good never, thing. Yeah. You mentioned that you had a, a puncture, or you had a puncture when you were running tubed. That actually in the middle of your qualifying race. Yes, right? I did at Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, last year, um, about mile hundred, I was I was I think first in my age group um, at about mile hundred, and I hit something uh, and and flatted, and it would have been fine, and it ended up being fine. But my CO two got stuck. I have like a one of the um, X Lab holders and it, it, I don't know, rusted or something and I could not get it off. Oh. So I had to actually snap the plastic and then use my teeth to get it off. Oh, uh, wow. May or may not have been some F-bombs at the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Pretty upset. Uh, but anyways, it worked out in the end. So now that you are riding tubeless, what are you carrying with you for punctures? Because I even saw last year at this race, I saw people riding with a spare tubular uh, like like really? with them, with basically the adhesive strip. Yeah. Um, so that's tubulars, one of the many reasons why they're they're tough. But what are you carrying with you for spares? Sure. Well, plan A is going to be I have sealant, mm -hmm. and so hopefully it would just seal. Yeah. Um, plan B is I have plug the Dynaplug Air. Dynaplug Air um, is so cool. Yeah. And and because I'm pretty recent to the tubeless, I was a little bit nervous about it, but I did happen to have the occasion to, to already use it. I had a, a, a slash about a month after I converted the tubeless and got to practice with the Dynaplug Air. Um, and it works pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so that's plan B. And then plan C, I have a tube also if I really had to to pop out the, the valve the valve stem and um, switch it over to a tube. Do you have a boot? I do have, you know what I do is I, I wrap duct tape around my uh, CO2s. Perfect. And Actually, now that I think about it, I didn't bring any duct tape this time. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want, I have a boot that you can have. Okay. Because that's awesome. like a, a, an important thing. To yeah. Have. We have Cliff Bar wrappers too. Ooh, yeah. That works too. The, that the works. boot is so good. Or though. even a dollar oh, you have bill. A real boot. I have a real boot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, have to, I, brought, okay. I brought three of them because I okay. figured somebody might need them. So. Can you describe what the Dynaplug Air is for those who don't know? Yeah. It's it's a, it's a cool product. It's um, it's kind of it's a it's a rubber plug, um, but there's a pointy piece at the end that just you just put right through any slash or hole that you have. And it's actually got an attachment that ha you can put the CO2 right on there. So you don't even, you can inflate it right through the, the side of the tire. So you, yeah. you, you pop it through the hole there, you open the CO2 and inflate the tire and just pull out the, the device and it's plugged and you go. It, they're the Sweet. easiest to use tire plugs. And then yeah. the, the air version is so cool because you yeah. can just inflate it right there. It's, it's the fastest way to fix a flat mm -hmm. for sure. Agree. Yeah. It's a cool setup. Uh, we talk about, uh, wattage for both do you remember your wattage for when you qualified i do like in what your uh your bike split was just over five right let's put the caveat in there though that yeah. I, oh I yeah flat tire <laughs> okay so let's say yeah. that took how long you probably know exactly how long it took yeah eight it was about eight minutes yeah. so then what would your if you never flatted what do you think your time would be this is all just say, as rough. like, like 455 probably okay. What kind of wattage uh, gave you a 455? And that was at Wisconsin, so it's pretty pretty hilly. Very hilly. Um, it's rolling, right? But it's pretty, like, they're steep I think there's 5,000 5, feet of climbing for the yeah. day. Um, yeah, 241 is my NP, and my average was 230, somewhere around there. Very and nice. Still, and you still ran well off of that. Uh, well is relative, but <laughs> well for me, yes. <laughs> and yeah. you were one of the... You're a fast bike split, right? Yes. Like it's no one's going four oh two or not at Wisconsin. Yeah. No, no, no. 
Yeah. Maybe Starkowitz. I'm not sure what he does, but Starkey's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just want to give people context that that's a very fast bike split yeah. for yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. Do you have um, a power goal for this race? I think it would be about the same. Um, 240, 245, somewhere around there. See how I feel. Well, now, so I, I talked about it yesterday, but I feel like most, most, most triathletes, um, have power targets that are too high for them. Mm-hmm. What's the feeling? Like, how do you feel when you get off the bike? When you pace yeah, I, correctly, you sh- you should feel like you can run. I mean, it might take a, a mile or two to get your legs back, but um, if if you feel spent after the bike, you're going to have a long a long day. So you kind of feel like you feel like you could you could have biked more. Absolutely, yeah. Like, you, you've got to hold back on the bike, or else, like I said, you're going to have a real long day. Does anyone ever pass you and you say, "I could go with that person, but I'm not going to"? All the time, and it's usually up up a hill. And the first, I, the first two years I did Ironman, I had a coach, Todd Byers, um, and he taught me, let the guys let go, go, let them pass you up the hill and you'll, you'll pass them going downhill and never see them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that happens every time. Do you ever think too, like I'm going to pass them on mile 12? Like, do you ever see the people again on the run? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. People that are going too hard on the bike. Yeah. You'll see them again. They'll be walking. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it always happens. So, um, yeah. on the equipment side of things, what helmet are you using? That's another good question. I went back and forth. So I have the Giro Arrowhead um, that I always use in races, but I just think it's going to be too hot for Kona. And yeah, again, yeah, since I'm not really racing to win anything, um, I'm going to just go with, I got a Pac uh, Cerebral, I think. No, it's a Pac. Uh, it's a spin. The oh, Ventral. Ventral. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Ooh, nice. He likes that one. I love it. Yeah. Uh, is it the Ventral Air or the Ventral? Ventral Air. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it is. I'd then, say the Ventral Air acts it's weird, but I feel, and I could be totally wrong because this is me going off of feel, uh-huh. but I can back this up with some other people who have said the same thing. I feel that the Ventral Air actually vents better when you are going quick. Which is uh, strange when you're going slow. Then the ventral, not quite as much than the ventral. Okay, uh, it doesn't have as many vents on top. But it, and I think that what it, what the marketing says, and I, I mean, it makes sense because science is that it creates like a low pressure zone on the back, and then it ends up pulling it over Suck your head it, a little yeah, bit more. Steers here. You do kind of you do feel it. So, uh, but the ventral airs are really cool. It's a cool meaning, a cool in temperature helmet yeah. for sure. As the air goes in, there's nowhere for it to go up. It has to go over your head. Exactly. Yeah. So you almost you almost feel that. So so good choice. Yeah. And the Giro Arrowhead is the one without the holes that you have. It has like a couple vents up in front, but not many. And I tried to wear it um, at one of my halves I did this um, this summer, and it was cooler than this out, and it totally fogged up. So I, I had to flip it up and you know put it on Ooh, top. That's not so, and it's not arrow. It made my my ears are out, so yeah. yeah. He's talking about flipping the visor up so that it was yeah. then magnetized to the top, yep. which is just the opposite of arrow. Yeah, it's yeah. like a visor on a mountain bike <laughs> helmet. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's so hot here that I could totally see yeah. that happening. You made a Plus, great choice. Yeah, and and something that cyclists may not be thinking about, but you you come out of the water and you're soaked, and then you get you know by the time you get through oh, yeah. transition, it's not like you've dried off, especially here in Kona. So it's not like it's just sweat, but you're you're you've got your own realm of humidity around you from the time you get in the water until an hour after you finish you're going to be wet oh, yeah. exactly like right yep. every bit of the your whole body day. yeah yeah so it's a it's a different experience for sure uh shoes what shoes do you use cycling shoes yeah mm-hmm. um so i have the cds just road shoes okay um i forget which cds they are but um yeah i had to get a new pair this year because my dog chewed up my old ones do you bother with shoe covers or anything else like that for i have years? um i don't think i did it I think I did wear them at Wisconsin. Um, I had some um, 
Orca shoe covers. Nice. Um, they're easy to put on transition. I'm not going to wear them, uh, tomorrow or this week, but they'd basically uh, just be like sweat buckets here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just you running. Um, I have two, I think I'm going to run into my Nikes. Which um, Nikes? I can't think of the name of them. They, they actually have quite a bit of padding in them. I used to run in pretty minimal shoes. They have these Brooks that I have on now, but I had a foot injury over the winter. So I switched over to the Nike with a little so bit high more cushion. And how yeah. do you land? Uh, I landed mostly midfoot. Yeah. Yeah. On the running side of things, do you have a pace goal in mind? Um, well, for an Ironman, my PR is 325, so I'd be happy with 330. I mean, it's mm. – and I'd be happy even 345. It's it's going to be hot, and i probably have to slow down a little bit. What's yeah. your uh, open marathon PR? I haven't done an open marathon in probably six years. Uh, is 317, I think, and that was – the first time I ever ran a marathon. So I think I would be somewhere in three, right around three if I did it oh, you know, did it now. The rule of thumb is to take 30 minutes off. Yeah. So 255, three. Yeah, I think like, so. You, yeah. can do, you can do 255. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. I, I don't we'll know just if I, say you can. I don't know if I want to run another marathon. Then. Yeah, they're right. hard, right? Yeah. It's amazing how hard, like Ironman's hard, but marathon's, I think, harder than a half, mar- a half Ironman. I what do you think? Yeah, oh, for sure. Definitely huh. more painful on the legs, for sure. Yeah. And uh, more likely to get injured, I think. What's yeah. your nutrition plan for the run? Survive. <laughs> I mean, I'll just take, I'll take in the Gatorade endurance they have. Um, and I try to do, uh, I have a gel flask and I'll try to do a gel every six miles or so. Okay. Yeah. And then do you have any strategies for keeping cool on the run? Yeah. Ice for sure. Ice is huge. Um, since I have the sleeve, the short sleeve jersey, I'll, I'll stuff, it, stuff in. it in my armpits, uh, my hat, um, and then just carry it in your hands. That helps a lot too. Yeah, yeah, trying to keep that part cool. Yeah, the blood vent a lot, right? Well, yeah, the blood vessels are by your by the skin, yeah. so it's a great place to yeah, get cool, uh, and it cools you a lot faster. My latest indoor hack is to wipe the sweat off of my head and hang it off the bars in front of the fan. Yeah, the fan. And what it cools hands? my hands? It actually yeah. is pretty effective. Ooh, you know what you do? Yeah, ice good. buckets. You put your hands in. You probably just ride <laughs> no, your hands no. in ice buckets. We do that in the garage <laughs> when we lift. It, it's. Yeah. Tremendously effective. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm not kidding. I read like a, there's studies about that. They, they pull just, people that way. Yeah, yeah. It's Sorry, we're off topic. No, but that's okay. Just, just watch us. We'll do it. <laughs> just interesting to hear the lifting side of things. Yeah. Uh, so another thing I think. Or, sorry, Jonathan. Please. Holding ice cold beer. Sure. But also. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's but a good race, a good race, race strategy. Great, great strategy for the <laughs> run. So I do bicep definitely curl. employ that. <laughs> do <all of> <laughs> Uh, with with the run, I think a lot of we didn't really go into a whole lot of detail with this with, with, with on the previous podcast. We'll go into it now. Uh, the run is kind of like segmented into different chunks, and you know you have like the section along Ali'i where it's nice and humid and just kind of still air. I don't know about nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, nothing nice really figures yeah. into that. It's horrific and humid. Sorry. <laughs> um, um, and then and then it's you wonderful. Yeah, it's exactly. all beautiful. You'll love it. And then you go out onto the Queen K where sometimes it can be pretty windy uh, up there. And then you go into the energy lab. Yeah. And the energy lab, have you read, have you, you've, this is your first time to Kona, right? First time to Kona, yes. So you haven't been in the energy lab I have yet, not. Right? I've heard about it. I've yeah. heard disastrous things. <laughs> Don't go. go. But, but then I've heard that it's not as bad as people talk about it. Nice. So. Okay. Are you going to go check it out at all or just be surprised? I, I'm just going to be surprised. Okay. I think <laughs> you're so close to it that there's no point in checking <laughs> right. it out. Right. Plus you don't have like any goal. Just like be surprised and pace well. And I'm not going to do anything differently. I think you're going to do great. <laughs> so, but it, the interesting thing is, and what I'm getting at here is you're, you know, from Illinois, humid mm-hmm. and hot. And a lot of the time you won't, even though Chicago is the windy city, I'm sure that you've had plenty of training efforts where there isn't a lot of wind and you're stuck in that. 
Uh, and that's, I feel like what I hear, what people encounter when they go to the energy lab, you go downhill and you have the wind in your face and you turn around and the wind is like even paced with mm-hmm. you coming yeah. up the hill. So it just feels perfectly still. Uh, how do you, man- are you planning on managing your pace with that? Like slowing it down, bringing it up and kind of what pace, where will you be working within on yeah. pace? I think I'm going to start somewhere around 7.30, 7.35, um, watch my heart rate. Um, but I think that I have gotten a little bit more insight into just what my body's telling me. So um, I- I've had some bad experiences and I was able to come back. Uh, like at Florida a couple of years ago, it was just so hot. Um, but I learned from it. So I, I got to listen to my body. And when it says slow down, just got to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no, nothing wrong with walking through aid stations. Yeah. If anything, it's like yeah. a pretty sound strategy, especially with yeah. dealing with this heat. There are a lot of pros who've walked every yeah. aid station and have won the race. Yeah. Yep. It's a good yeah. measure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing I want to ask is on the heat side, have you done anything for heat acclimation for yeah, this? I have. We were lucky enough to have a steam shower in our house. Nice. So um, I use that uh, all the time. And leading up to the race, probably the last three, four weeks, I've been doing it. Started off doing it 20 minutes every uh, three times a week and then went to 30 minutes. Post-workout or just? Yeah, post-workout, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't do too much of no fan riding or anything like that because it's just – too hard. Sorry, hard yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I completely yeah, exactly. agree. Yeah. So once, once I finish my workout, I'll just go get up in the, in the steam shower. Do you know roughly what temperature it is in, in that environment? Yeah. Well, I, again, I, I use my heart rate. I kind of crank it up to 125 is the highest it gets, um, which is, it's different from being in a sauna because the sauna is like 190, but 125 is super yeah, high. Steam, room. steam in the air. Oh, yeah. Gosh, so then yeah. I'll just get my heart rate up to <laughs> one. 15 or so, and then I'll turn it down to maybe like 120. Yeah. Um, and just, uh, it's just hard. You just go by RPE and, and so, heart rate, you know, oh, it's just like, it's just like a so workout. You watch your heart rate yeah. while yeah, you're in the steam. I do. Have you noticed, uh, like, has it improved your performance in hot weather at all when you do this? I think so. I think it does. And I also noticed that I can tolerate more time as I've been doing it more often. That's pretty good to tell. Yeah. yeah. What last Please. question? Yeah. Yeah. What's the food you're going to eat first out? Like once your stomach's settled, what's the go-to? What's your reward? Yeah, what's the reward? Well, I said my, my pre-race meal is pizza and probably my post-race meal <laughs> will be pizza. pizza too. <laughs> what about po- post-workout? Is it pizza? Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, it's delicious. Pizza's my favorite meal. Uh, man, this is awesome. Uh, it's cool. That, so hopefully in, for people that are listening to this, you can go on to the Ironman Tracker app. Or you can go onto the website and you can select athletes. So you should have Frida Hedman and now you can have Scott Byram and you can check that out at forum.trainerroad.com. You can look up Scott's name. That's B-Y-R-A-M is the last name. And you'll be able to find this episode and find the tracking link to be able to to track him. Uh, So you will have people cheering for you, tens of thousands of people from all around the world, which is pretty (laughs) exciting stuff. Famous. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly right. Man, thank you so much for, first of all, for trusting us with your training, listening to the podcast. Uh, you listen to like all the podcasts, which is... Many times over. Whoa. Bless you. <laughs> bless your ears and everything else. Uh, thank or, you or, for doing that. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and and thanks for, for pushing yourself hard enough to come to Kona and then share your insight like this with so many people because that's, I think it's a really rare thing that people get access to elite level athletes like this, so... 
Thanks, Scott. Well, thank you guys for having me. I mean, I, I did do a lot of work, but I, I don't think I would have been able to do it without without Trainer Road. Oh, it's all oh, you, Scott. Big group hug right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Scott. And thanks, everybody, for watching. And we'll talk to you all at the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>